everybody, and welcome to another week of board shenanigans. As always, I'm joined by the venerable Reverend Ryan Brewer, a man who is essentially an effeminate version of Colonel Clink. Yes, and I am joined here uh, with Cody Jeems. If you would like to hear the audiobook of his uh, biography, tune your radio to a frequency between stations. <laughs> uh, yes, whenever tune your radio jokes still elicit laughter, but... Not for long, because that's a dated reference, and by God, these dang kids with their YouTubes and pierced, I don't know what. Well, I don't know how you tune between a YouTube channel, but I I feel that that will be soon a a video on YouTube. Ah, ah, of course. Uh, Yes. A lot like the other YouTube roundup shows. So, Brewer, anything wonderful and or exciting? What, What, Cody James, what? (laughs) Anything wonderful and or exciting happened to you, Reverend Ryan Brewer? (laughs) Ooh, well, I can tell you one thing. This is the first recorded episode of the third year of Born Shenanigans. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. That's right, we are in year three at BS Productions. I know, I never thought we'd make it this long. This illustrious I mean, it was quite rise. hard. <laughs> it's illustrious high-rise. We've been in our fancy, fancy suits. Our secretaries that bring us assorted flavors of water, like when you can ask for one cold, two cool, and one at room temperature. You know, coffee ma- makers out the wazoo. Assistants that... And by coffee makers out the wazoo, do you mean people that pr- procure us coffee? Or do you mean actual devices <laughs> that process the beans into a liquid form shoved up our asses? Both, because we are that successful here at Borchmanians. Ah, I was just curious. You, you didn't realize that I had ordered some of these you for the office? coffee makers? <laughs> Yes. I just thought, you know, whatever like, you would eat coffee. This coffee, coffee tastes like go- ass. <laughs> you know, cappuccino to go. You know, I mean, <laughs> lots of cream, lots of sugar, sugar, lots of ass. Well, you know, Cody, I like my coffee like I like my women. <laughs> With a little fat on the end, not too much and not too little, just enough to make you grin? Well, I was going to say, many, I have many answers to that thing. Um, I, I could go with Irish. Hot in a cup is also not bad. <laughs> I don't really know what that means. <laughs> I like it, just for the imagery. I, how do you like your women? Hot in a cup. <laughs> Uh yeah, you don't even know. Uh, I once, I once had one cold and in a bowl. <laughs> it's good for a night or two, but. Oh, uh, and don't even get me started on the time there was one that was tanning in a pan. <laughs> well, I had this one right. They, <laughs> she was, she was frozen in a saucer. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was worse though than the one that was warming in a spoon, though. Hot in the a... cup. That's how I like him. And if she's from Nantucket in a bucket, no, sorry, that's not the girl for me. I don't really know what this voice is <laughs> or what it symbolizes, but stay tuned; it'll be a character soon. <laughs> that's I right, mean, Bunch. it'll be somebody else we meet on the trails. That's right. Born shenanigans. Stay tuned where hundreds of thousands of our illustrious listening audience come and 
throw and dive on the show. They're not characters that are just us portraying them. No, 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 not us. And, and the worst part is, I don't even know what it sounds like because I haven't. I've yet to hear this. It might all get cut because it could be horrible. <laughs> uh, just just like that good. one guy that we said wouldn't be a character, and then we did make him a character in one episode, but it was bad, and we and we we cut it out. I mean, this guy we met, and he turned out to be a complete douchebag, and we're like, we can't put this kind of douchebag on the radio. That, that's that's exactly what happened. That, and then also. Um, there's a high likability or a low likability that when we say something gets cut, by God, it gets edited out. We do not leave things in whenever we say they're going to get cut, ever. And, and see, that that's where the that's where the strangest applies in here in board shenanigans. If you're a new listener or a returning listener that just doesn't pay attention, is that you know sometimes things do get cut, sometimes they don't. But who's to say which is which? Is this cut out? This is pretty bad. I probably should take this out because I was going to try to do something with this bit, but I couldn't really think think that fast on the fly. So this is something that really should be earmarked for removal for the show. But it might be in the show, but something else might not. And the better question is, will these things always stay removed from the show? Is there some sort of strange blooper reel in the works? Because someone once told me that's where the real money is. <laughs> Do I explain that to the listeners, or do I just let it go? I think I let it go. (laughs) Okay. Um. (laughs) I'm going to be like an icy lesbian and let that go. (laughs) Uh, So is an icy lesbian a lesbian that lives in Antarctica, or is an icy lesbian like somebody who enjoys Slurpees? An icy lesbian is one that comes comes from the land of the snow where the the midnight sun where the hot springs flow. I mean, so... Into each other's pants. Does she call? Does she call her love making the hammer of the gods? Oh yes, it, it drives the dildos to to new lands. <laughs> I mean, there's some uh, singing and crying, and boy, whenever I watch it, it makes me overlord all over the place. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, on they sweep with threshing fingers. <laughs> Their only goal goal will be the. Um, Something. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so, so besides all that, as we are in our third year of shenanigans, is there anything that the uh, our dear listeners, our super sexy listeners, well, not quite need- as sexy as after our recent trip, after we had some perspective, you know, from our trip okay, to the beach, uh, our highly above average good looking listeners yes um is there anything that, that that they need to look forward to as we enter year three well i figured we should make some wild speculations on things that will possibly most likely always obviously happen well, okay so what 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 would what would your speculation one be well i think speculation one b is well actually it's gonna be speculation one a but <laughs> I, th- I thought you were skipping a and then just going straight to b because it was so good but okay i'll take it you know that's a that's a solid joke that no one's gonna appreciate. Yeah, that's 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 good. I liked it. <laughs> it would actually have been a lot more solid if we would have ignored the fact that I said it and kept oh. going on. But I guess I can always cut out my reaction to my own joke, um, and then just put in my own a witch cackle from me, so people know how funny it was. Yes, actually, I have a great great laugh track of, of you already built up from. Uh, previous epicness <laughs> of my own humor divining um, uh. <laughs> which 
I'll go ahead and say that is 1B will be I, I will just continue to be more awesome this year than I was last year. Um, but ah, but, but uh. 1A, I'm going to completely speculate that there might be some sort of very special series of shows that could possibly be released within a few months. I see. Well, I would think that my wild speculation is our character work <laughs> will just get better and better. What do you mean by character Not- work? I mean, our ability to do impressions and and our repertoire of inside jokes will not only become flawless... I'm, yeah, because we but, really should start doing impressions and doing fake voices on the show. I mean, that's something we probably should start I, doing. I, I, I mean, Other podcasts mean, do it, but I feel we should start. We've been meaning to. It just that, you know, you always, like, wind up... You know, you have all these people hustling and bustling in and out of the recording studio, and you just can't always get it to, get it to happen the way that you want it to. So... You know, I, I think I think that I think that we will work we'll work on that, and we we will become level ten top tier impressionists. I mean, there, there's no way we can't. Yes, yeah, so look out, animation studios and anime dubbing and video game companies, because the the new dynamic duo of of voice voiceover artistry shall soon invade thine ear holes. And you shall be hearing our voices from from here to afar. You'll hear us gallivanting across wastelands, flying in spaceships. Superheroes of all castes will be us. By land, by sea, by air, <clears throat> our melodious voices will come at you. But you won't always know it's us, because they are so well done. They are so cunningly disguised. We are the characters that we are portrayed, and you will will blur the line between fiction and reality. You won't know. You won't know. And with such such great actors as Emmanuel Westinghouse by our side, by my side, by the sides of all of us, in fact, because I am by everyone's side. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. As with, look with to him. your left, and now look to your right. You have seen me in both places. By God, his chameleon <laughs> abilities are just so well. I, I, oh Lord, is he a couch cushion? Is, is he my wife? I can't tell. He's such a good actor. Ah, yes. One truly never knows the bounds that one can achieve until one becomes an actor. An actor of the caliber of Emmanuel Westinghouse. <laughs> Indeed. But enough of that fourth wall breaking. So, another speculation I would like to make is that uh, I think that we will find a fifth, and may I even suggest a sixth wall to break. A sixth wall? A sixth wall. Yes, Brian Brewer. (laughs) Why? Six walls are... Now, that's a a level of wallery that I I, I am quite afraid to even approach. But see, we will, we will, we will approach it. I feel we may, may or may not have in the past broken the fifth wall. Well, as as we approach as we approach wall six, we uh we will be just like the Kool Aid Man and just break on through to the other side. Ah, day to day, week to week, hour by hour. Yes, yes. <laughs> just like the Kool Aid Man is listening to a door soundtrack, that is how far like far through we will break through, and there will be no more bricks in the wall. <laughs> like, we don't need an education on how to break through that wall. We will just hey, go through it. Teachers, leave our podcast alone. <laughs> 
we don't care what what the temperature's like on the outside of that wall. We're going through it. I mean, it could be cold as ice, but we're not willing to sacrifice our breaking through that wall. Uh, if I could have thought of another wall-related song, it probably would have happened, but... Um... I, I didn't know any more. I, I think that those are the wall songs I know. I mean, I know you can count flowers on the wall. And oh, that's a good call. I was like, bothering you at all, but I don't know how the hell to work that in. Um, well, that's what we saw, and we just had to go through that wall because of that. I mean, su- such go. tacky wallpaper deserves a destruction. <laughs> <laughs> so prepare for that, listeners. That, that That's definitely a thing that will happen. What, what, what else you got? Um, I, I speculate... I, I speculate we'll, we'll, we'll receive newfound admiration from the network um, for our great contributions to, uh, well, all things, really. I mean, just media in general. Um, I mean, we are, we are the golden gods of internet media. Exactly, yes. Um, I feel that there will be exciting revelations about our cast and crew this year. Um, so exciting and so revelatory. That people will be raving about it for for weeks. Rabble rousements of our of our revelations shall rise through the ranks, <laughs> re- revealing our our true forms. <laughs> people will be so riled, and they will not. It will not be a ruse at all. <laughs> not looking at it through rose colored glasses in the least. Ah, no. I mean, some some may assume this is a, just some sort of rant, perhaps even a ruse. Well, only a rapscallion would do such a thing. I don't know what we're doing. (laughs) This episode of Board Shenanigans brought to you by the letter R. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny to us. (laughs) Right on. Oh. Oh man! I predict that that will never happen again. Also, this year. <laughs> I don't know if we were doing that for the show or just to see which one of us would run out first. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I know one. It was thing a religious I... experience, Cody. <laughs> it was righteous on all the good levels. Oh, I mean. I know one thing that I, I think will happen is we will continue to podcast from new and inventive locations, like Brewers doing today. Where are you at as you podcast on location? Why? I am actually on the Hoover Dam. Yes. So this is the Dam Cast? No, sadly it's not. Um, that that'll be um, in a few weeks. Me and Government Monty are going to go there. <laughs> he likes well, big things. A, this should be a damn good time. Um, no, I am actually uh, podcasting from up at work. So if it's uh, slightly echoey sounding that is probably what you're hearing because i have a well i don't know if it's really exciting or anything i have i have to work all weekend long so this is literally like in the in the middle of like hey i volunteered you to get something done by monday because you could totally do three weeks of work by monday Uh. i get a bonus though if i succeed so i guess it's not all for naught so is uh this podcast is going to raise your morale to the point where you will succeed and we'll hear the glorious tale of your triumph later? Um, no, it's probably actually going to go the other way around. It's probably going to make me wish I was doing anything but that and throw me into a deep dive of depression that will stir in my innards, making me lamentate ever even accepting such a foolhardy endeavor. <laughs> 
Uh, well, I see. I see. I was. I was. I was <laughs> Did I bring everyone down? Well, now that everybody's like, you know, I don't even know why I'm here anymore. Like, I should shuffle off this mortal coil and you know go fly, with, sing with the choir, invisible. Oh yeah. Well, you know that's that's one of the big pluses to being an atheist is like, well, if I if I kill myself, nothing good's gonna come of that. <laughs> you don't have to go sing with an invisible choir. Like, I never liked choir practice in no, high school. Why, what yeah. the hell makes you? Why would Why would you want me to do that at all? I guess I never understood why heaven was portrayed as such a like you know oh they sing in clouds who the fuck wants to do that like that's the least appealing thing like i would rather go to hell and talk to you know talk to the interesting people i i guess that's a very good point i know cody a lot of your favorite people live in hell you know stalin hitler as we saw from your from your previous um ama you know uh pol pot um nixon you were a big fan of nixon weren't you but don't you think, even if, like, despite all the horrible things that these people did, like, don't you think it'd at least be interesting to have a conversation with them? Yeah, I, they'd probably be a lot more interesting than Gandhi. I mean, yeah, or, uh, I don't know, Mother Teresa, or, which actually, I actually somewhat believe that Mother Teresa is in hell if it is real. No, because she is, all mothers go to hell, yes. No, it's and, just that and see, it's, that's a very that's a valid point right there. If you go to heaven, you have to put up with all these fucking dogs everywhere. <laughs> no, I was just gonna go with like I actually I read a book and I don't I don't it was one of her advisors wrote a book and uh, books a very generous term um pamphlets mi- like, memoir tablets? I mean it was like it was like a hundred and ten pages and I wish I could remember the name of it but you know poor shenanigans we don't cite our sources um. And it was talking about how did she actually do that much good because she was so, you know, like one of her big things was, you know, God will elevate you through the triumph or through the hardships. And so she was like really big on not really providing the best of help because God would help you more than you needed. That was like one of her things. So, yeah, she made the situation better, but, you know, in... The 1980s, you could have made it 1980s better, not 1900s better. Oh, well, there's that. So, yeah. You know, I don't really know much about her other than the generic stuff that everyone knows. So it, it was one of the, and I don't know how much of it was real and how much of it was Husafudge, but I think it was one of those things that, like, you know, this person that's... Husafudge, Lucifer's cousin, right? <laughs> ah, yes. Crucified. <laughs> oh, Beelzebub gets all the interesting gigs. Me over here, crucified. What look what the shit I have to put up with? I have to like mess with this like this 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 old lady over here. This Beelzebub's all over there, you know, fucking with like Eve and snaking and around and stuff, and you know, like you know, introducing himself and hoping people guess his name. He killed the czars and the ministers, but what do I get? Oh, I see, knock I over first... sandboxes. Like the whole thing, yes. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to go with uh, Mixelplick for a minute. Like, if you make him say his name backwards, he goes goes away. I was going to be very impressed. Oh, no, that didn't happen. I didn't. Sadly, I didn't. I could retcon this. <laughs> if you need. <laughs> no, really just more work on the edit bay. <laughs> and as you heard, I'm going to have a long weekend as is. So... Um, so in other words, everything you hear this episode, it's probably going to be a live nudes episode. I guess is what I'm getting at. So, welcome, like for those of welcome you not, to our not penises. Aware, yes, yes, yes. This is live nudes. This is the part wherever we d pants, d shirt, you know, poppycock out, and you know, shake our eighty bits for you. Yes, and 
Or it might not be, because this could be releasing in like three or four weeks. Regardless of which, our itty bits are being shaken for you right now. We'll The next of this podcast will be conducted in the, in the nude. Really, it's better just to assume all of our podcasts are conducted in the nude, at least by Cody. I mean, I'm I'm so in the buff right now. You don't even know. Oh, like, you, you deep in like the buff? Stri- stripped naked in my birthday suit. Is there any other old lady terms for naked I can use? Because those are like my favorite by far. Not that I can think of. Not the top of my head. No. I really hope that there's like some girl who has seduced a guy or a girl. I don't. Know. I hope someone somewhere has been seduced by another person, and like part of their sexy talk was like, "I can't wait to get in the buff for you." <laughs> well, all I'm wearing is my birthday suit. I was going to make the really lame joke, which obviously by saying that I was going to make the really lame joke, I, I can now say the joke, but no one can judge me for it because I realized it was bad. I was gonna be, Oh, bless your heart. I know, right? Um, I was going to say like, you know, I, I know, I think one person was turned on, you know, they probably succeeded in that. You know, I bet Angel said many times that he was going to be in the buff, but you know, there, uh, there's your Joss uh. joke for this week. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. One person out there groaned because they understood it and then went, Ugh. Hmm. Has, has her career done anything for you, like, since she's done that show? Because I know, I know you're a fan of that show. Like, I, I, well, I really enjoyed The Crazy Ones, the one with Robin Williams uh, that, uh, didn't, that lasted one season. I thought that was great she was in that. But I think that's really the been the, the most I've seen. It's, mm. it's, it's really been all the other, like, you know, second-tier characters on there that really have gone on to be things that I've watched a lot more of. Um, that's a good point. Anthony Stewart Head, who is now apparently just going by Anthony Head, which... I guess with a name like that, wouldn't you? Yeah, um, yeah. The the British guy on on the show, he's also he's on um, Dominion, which is the TV series based on that really crappy movie Legion. Mm-hmm. But the show is pretty damn good, so it's you know I don't know if you're aware of the movie Legion, Cody. Well, not the one where like the angels fought. Like God, yeah, angel. God disappears, so and angels went nuts. Because they're like, well, fuck it, man. Like, if there's no one, like, you know, if there's no one going to punish us for doing shit, let's just do all the shits. And, um, and, and apparently, like, lower angels don't have bodies, so they come to Earth to try to steal our bodies. Um, so, like, basically, like, angels did what happens whenever, par- like, kids' parents go out of town on the weekend yes. and they throw a party. Yes. <laughs> and go around, like, weekend in- into burning people, you know. Hmm. propping their bodies up in funny places and stuff yeah but the tv show is significantly better it takes place like yo something like 20 years after the movie and um nothing in this could have possibly been stolen from some sort of you know game that might have been made by a company somewhere kind of in like the dc area um at all like I, I don't think that was a thing at all, you know. No, no sort of strange post-apocalyptic game that might be about some sort of like version of Las Vegas. That's walls are built around it, and like you know, different factions take up in different casinos in it and run it. And then there's lot there's not like somebody that has like an air force base nearby that still has planes, and they're all vying for power over it. And you know, no, it, it's fucking New Vegas. Is what the, the show is. It's fucking Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> But with angels instead of ghouls. So if that interests you, which I'm not going to say it's a bad thing that they ripped that off because it's enjoyable, but it's fucking Fallout New Vegas. Sometimes I think that they should just rip off the the universe of better video games because, I mean, 
honestly, I would have been quite happy if somebody decided, you know what? Let's make Vice City a game. Or, like, oh, like make that a movie is what you're saying? Make, make maybe make oh, a Vice City movie. Yeah, like, like, like maybe like, we're some movie. Like it's some sort of movie. Like and like there's like this guy and he, he's like in this hotel at the end and he's like he's like doing all this cocaine and he's like say hello to my little friend. <laughs> okay, that. but you yeah yeah okay that wasn't the best example, but because <laughs> yes, Vice City was Scarface. Yeah, yeah, that was, that's good. I guess it could have like Scarface the TV series, but I think that yeah. was The Sopranos, right? <laughs> oh yeah, probably. I don't know. I never watched an episode of The Sopranos. I didn't have either, but you know, mob on mob TV show. I'm sure is. I, I don't know. I mean, I generally like those mob movies, but you know, I, I just kind of I don't know. I, I always figured it was like Goodfellas the series, but you know, Goodfellas is which I'm gonna say it right now. Goodfellas is better than Godfather. I don't care. I said it. Well, there's that big wonder at the beginning of it that's pretty awesome. Where you know the camera walks through and he's like, "Hey, hey, you and oh, and there's your nickname, oh, and pointing I, at everybody. That's kind of awesome." I think, well, that and I just I like that you know it was based on a real like it was based on real people and I don't know. I just Cody I, has shot like many it. people for trying to be funny. You know, and I think that's my least favorite scene in the movie. Well, I'm sorry Pro- for you. Well, probably <laughs> just because probably just because it's the one that always gets referenced. I, I referenced the other scene just first of it. Well, I know, but, you know, like, it's more like, funny, funny how? Funny like a clown? Like, I amuse you? Like, you know, and... And don't we know don't want a... to amuse anybody on this show. Apparently not. Uh, we we send many girls running off to the bathroom after after pulling our lines about funniness. We do. That's a very a... deep cut of people that know uh, Pure Ownage. You probably didn't realize what I was doing until I told you that. I didn't, and now that now it's like you know, I'm like a Vietnam veteran, like it's all coming back to me, and I'm like, oh, I get what you did there. Nice, good job, sir. Yeah, it's really a joke. I should cut out this because it's really just for you. Well, no, and it just makes me feel very special. Hmm. Well, happy birthday, Cody James. <laughs> oh, I thank you, Reverend Ryan R.S. Brewer. <laughs> um, you're like a snowman that's been recently reformed. <laughs> and by reformed, I. I, don't, I, I, I you know, after after Frosty had a rough couple of years and he came out of the can, you know, he <laughs> you decided know, that he yeah, was going to do yeah, some after, good. After Frosty realized, he's like, hey, you know, I have found my path in life, and it's Scientology. <laughs> no more will I go around shaking small children with icicles and, you know, scaring the bejesus out of them whenever they, you know, put on a hat and a button nose on me. You know, no, no, well, no, no more. You know, was that actually the message of, of Frosty? Now that I say that, you know, have I actually missed this the entire time? <laughs> like what, like him melting was a metaphor for him going to prison? Well, not necessarily all... prison, but you know, just regular refor- reformations. Maybe I, I don't, maybe, I maybe don't he know. became a Protestant, I guess? I would think that, you know what, I honestly think a, a, a magical being that sprung to life with a scarf and a hat and a button nose and, you know. Two eyes made out of coal? Song. Yeah, like, I think, I think that, uh, he would have, uh, definitely been a Scientologist. I think he would have had his Thetan levels checked, and I mean, cause, come on, like, Scientology is the only thing you can play in an a-, <laughs> a walkie-talkie snowman. I, I know in the song version of his story, um, at some point in time you're, you're pretending he's Parson Brown, so, and he's gonna ask you if you were married, but, uh, he'll do, but, and he'll say no, but, but he'll do the job when he's in town, so. What poor delusional fuck thought that he was Parson Brown? Well, they were like, pretending, I would, apparently. Like, 
I would like to know so, what person was like, oh, this is the parson. I don't think he was duping people into it. <laughs> you know, like he's, he's like a god artist on top of a magical snowman. Well, with, what I was saying like, is he's a parson. So what's a parson? Is that, is that some sort of – is that, is that kind of like um, – Isn't it what's in a pear tree? No, that's a partridge. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> that, that's a singing family. Oh, oh, so they, they live but they in don't they, they don't travel in bunches though. Uh. As we freely associate. <laughs> oh God! Remove all of this. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. No one shan't ever hear what's just occurred before this. No. Now welcome back from that edit, people. <laughs> As said at the top of the show, some things don't don't make it into this episode, and everything you heard before that didn't make it in. <laughs> I know what you're gonna do too. You're gonna do like the real obvious, like cloud shoes amateur ass edit where. Edit point where it's so obvious. Where it's just us uh, talking and all of a sudden to be yelling? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so what you just heard, bad. listeners. Yes. Though, realistically, if I cut that last part out, I need to cut this out right here, too. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> so, okay. No, no, no! You can't hear this! This is not meant for the ears of, of anybody under the age of 47, for sure! Get it out! 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 Welcome back from that second edit. This one you can blame on Cody James. Well, I'm sorry, Reverend Ryan R.S. Brewer, Ph.D. That, uh, Why are we using our entire name for this one? <laughs> because that's going to be the recurring joke of this podcast. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> why thank you, Cody James, professional electrician. Oh, why, it's not a problem at all, Reverend R.S. R.S. Ryan Brewer, Ph.D., professional drafter. Ah, oh, yes. Um, so anyway, I know, I'm, I know that I make these claims of... Oh, I found the greatest thing of, of all time, and I, I, I do that. I'm guilty. Guilty as charged. I find something, and I'm like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. Now, I legitimately 100% have found the coolest gun store I've ever been to I don't to believe you because life. you've said this like three or four times already, like, this year on the show. Yeah, probably. And we've Let's only recorded off. one episode. Fuck off. I'm going to tell the story anyways. So... Uh, Madison's parents came in town l- last weekend, and, you know, we got to go do some cool shit. We went to the aquarium, and... You know. <laughs> did you drink there? <laughs> <laughs> I did. It was glorious. I just, like, walked in with a 40 and just, like, drank it while I was there. Um, <laughs> but they allowed that sort of thing, unlike those other fascists at the other aquarium on our anniversary. <laughs> anyway, um, so they came into town... They came into town, and we kind of got to bomb around or whatever, and her dad and I went and ran around, and we checked out a couple of gun stores, and we're just, like, looking them up on Google, and we're like, okay, hey, let's go check this one. There's a few I've been to, and, you know, I took them to the couple I've had a chance to go to since I've been down here, because as all new listeners are unaware, Cody's a gigantic gun nerd, and I like everything related to firearms. So there's this one we go to called Collector's Firearms, and it's like, I don't know anything about it. I just figured, like, oh, hey, cool, there's another one. We walk in... And it's like, they have a whole bunch of, uh, on the wall, like on the glass cases on the, on the sides, they've got a whole bunch of like recovered firearms from battle, battlefields and stuff, or like, a, you know, it has like a little documentation next to it, like, 
you know, recovered from this ship, and, you know, it's a 1861 Colt Navy or something. Which, oh, hey, that's really cool. And you're walking in, and we're like, wow, this is a big old storm. And so we walk over, and we just kind of, like, picked a corner and started going through it. And we we go through, and we're, like, kind of looking, and, you know, I kind of, I, I see cowboy-style single action, so that's the first thing I go to. And I go to a case, and I'm like, wow, these are, like, a, these are like first-gen Colts. And second gen Colts, which like second gen really ended in the fifties, and I'm like, wow, these are holy crap, these are rare, you know, and they're like in weird calibers and unusual lengths and like with target sights, and I'm just like, god damn, like this is fucking cool, you know, and I like I was content with that, and then we start going through it, and it's like rack after rack after rack of rare shit, weird stuff, like to the like to the point where you're just like. Wait a minute, you know, what the fuck did we just walk into? And we're, her dad and I, because her, her dad's just like I am, like, he really likes all this kind of, like, he really likes guns, too. So, you know, we're, we're, we're going through, and we're, like, a sixteenth of the way through the store, and we're both like, this is the best gun store I've ever been to. I can't even believe that I'm looking at this stuff. You know, because it's... It's more of a museum know, than a store? Almost. I mean, but it's like, you know... But you can buy it. Right. It's like limited edition Seikos and, you know, super... Like, there's a whole, like, wall of Rugers, and it's, like, limited edition super ones. They're all nice. I mean, they have got, you know, they've got, like, your more more conventional stuff in there, too. But it's just it's a ton of cool stuff. And we're, like, walking around, and we're like, wow, this is this is freaking cool. You know, this is, this is impressive. And we're, like, looking at glass cases, and there's, like... um a handmade forty five seventy single action wheel gun that somebody like legitimately made themselves, um, which was humongous. Like it made the BFR look like a baby. Um, it was humongous, and you know. And then there's just like freaking styres before they before they split brands. I mean, you know, we're looking at like three four thousand dollar rifles. Just you name it, it's in there. We're like, wow, this is just this is super cool. We're going through the store, and there's just there's stuff that's you know like really interesting and different, and I'm 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 loving it. I mean, it's so cool. Well, then then we kind of hit the part of the store where the more historical shits at, or like even the rarer stuff. Because I mean, you kind of have the little bit more conventional stuff. I mean, and the conventional is such a such a lenient word in this store, but you know, you go through and they have like the early gen weird ass pen fire like european revolvers like stuff that i don't i'm not that knowledgeable about i mean it, I, it's interesting but i just i don't know that much about it you know they have the early they have early gen you know early gen this first gen that and like i you know like the precursor to the 1911 was the 1902 colt and it freaking like i've seen one or two of them and there's an entire case of them of you know like here's 10 of them all in varying conditions or you know, you go, and it's just like, it got to the point where it just got funny, because you're like, walking through, and you're like, oh, hey, like, inter- interested in a Model 3 Smith & Wesson? Oh, well, here's six of them. <laughs> I mean, it just, it was, it was so freaking cool, but there's a couple of the highlights, real quick, before I bore everybody to tears. Um, you know, in, and I don't know a better way to describe it, I'm sure you've seen it in the action movies, where... The guy will have the suitcase and and he'll pull the trigger on the handle and like and the porno gun, music will start playing. <laughs> oh no! Like the the freaking like and there'll be a gun that fires out of it. Well, that actually existed. Like it was a thing that M and P uh, was like an M and P would fit inside of, and so they had a pistol, an uh, MP five, you know H and K H and K 
uh, which is just a nine millimeter submachine gun, the full auto that fits inside of it, and then it would actuate the trigger, and like the barrel would stick out the end, and like the you could change the magazine from up top, and the bullets, you know, the, the empty brass would fall out of it and whatnot. I mean, it's probably requires three permits to have because I think it's considered a destructive device. Yeah, there is one in that store. So, and so I mean, like it's something like, that like Q would give James Bond exactly, and, and, I mean, and not just... actually, not actually that Q like like omnipotent, omnipresent Q of Star Trek would give to James Bond. Yes, I mean, and it was it was so cool. It was so it's like Holy the thing that shit. would make Money Penny's panties wet. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's it was so freaking cool. It was like holy shit, you know? I mean, when the hell are you ever gonna see that? Um, and then there's like they had a couple of movie guns. You know, they had like a couple guns from like that Mystery Men movie from the '90s. Um, they had some like they had like the little pocket pistol from Desperado. I mean, just you know, cool shit like that. You're like, when the fuck are you ever gonna see that? But then we kind of go back. So you, like, see, cool... you never came to your senses, did you? No, no, I didn't. I mean, I just kept trying to like ride in all them fences. Yeah. Um, for so long now, Cody, you've been doing that. <laughs> oh, I don't know the next line, or I'd go for, I'd do it. Um, but well, it was, Cody, it was... I mean, I, I, I just, I don't want to rain on this because there is definitely a rainbow above. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you love these guns before it's too late. <laughs> but it was it was just it was so cool because it, it legitimately was better than museums I've been to, and the kind of I mean there was stuff that some of the cooler stuff they had in there was like um, they had a lot of French military weapons from ah so like, in perfect the, the, condition like <laughs> like from except for the pre, fact they were dropped twice yes like uh, from pre World War One to like the oh so never War dropped. II. Post World War II era, which is really cool to see because that stuff doesn't get imported. Like it didn't get imported at all. Like they've got two or three that are in museums, I assume, but a lot of them got destroyed during like the European gun ban stuff. Like a lot of them got got destroyed. So like those are real, real rare to see. And you know, it was that was really cool to me. Um, I've never did, did seen they look that up many... to you and like were they were the barrels still smoking? Um, they're like meh. Puny Americans over here with their cheeseburgers and 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 Colt revolvers. Meh. There was definitely a place to mount your beret. That was for sure. Ah, yeah. Um, there was a lot. It, of, it was like, less was... of a bayonet, more of a cheese knife. Right, right. Um, there was some cool. Like, there was an entire rack of M1 Garands or Garands, I guess, which I just learned is the actual right right way to say that. Well, I mean, um, it's also you know a Nagan on the Gaunt. Which uh, speaking of. They had a actual numbers matching uh, sharpshooter model Nagant, which was pretty fucking cool. Um, like out, which that was the cool thing was the shit that was behind the counters was like paled in comparison because they had commemoratives and just like fancy expensive shit like on the racks where you could play with it. So like the stuff that's behind the counter was super cool. Um, but they're just military weapon stuff. I mean, it you literally... I, I want to take Madison there just so I can kind of walk her through and be like... You know, because there's some really interesting eras as far as, like, this is what automatic, like, semi-auto pistols started out at. Like, this is how weird they were at a point. Like, how... You know, when they're trying to figure it out. That's just a really fun era. But I, I guess, I guess you know, long and short of it is it was it was a super, super cool short store. There was, there was so much. There was so, so much. Like, you, you couldn't... I, I couldn't get my jaw up off the floor to, like, get it all, like, to absorb it all. Because, I mean, it's just, you know, high-end stuff, Turnbull stuff, Ed Brown custom stuff. I mean, there's just so much cool shit. 
And I guess the best thing I can say is, if you're in the Houston area and you like guns at all, like even mildly, go check out this collector's firearms place. Man, it has some of the coolest, weirdest, rarest shit. And the cool thing about it, the coolest thing about it was they actually have... Uh, they actually have like tags on stuff where it says, this is what it is. This is why it was historically important. And I guess the coolest thing to me that I, that I saw in there, I mean, there was a lot, a lot, a lot of cool ass shit. But I think the coolest thing to me in there was actually, there was, um, two, which I've only ever heard the name. I didn't even know what one looked like. I've just read the name while I was reading about other stuff. Is they had two Johnson rifles, which what a Johnson rifle was, was it was... It fucks all the women. D- that, that too. Um, but it was designed during World War II era, and it was supposed to replace, or not really replace, but be like a supplemental to the, to the M1 Garand. Um, but it didn't really ever take off. I, I think it's a lot like, uh, Kate Sith. You just call him Kate Sith still. I think he's yeah. just like Rand. But yeah, I feel, I feel really weird saying Garand. I don't, I actually don't like saying it. Um, but anyway, it, it's, it's one of those where I, I, I don't, I don't really, uh, I, I'd never seen one before because they're very different looking and it's essentially the same setup. But anyway, they weren't adopted. They saw very, very incremental amount of service. But I mean, it was just one of those like great ideas just didn't quite pan out and is super rare. So, I mean, there was just, man, like, like I said, if you're in that area, if you happen to be going through Houston, you got some time to kill and you just, like literally, like, if you like guns at all, like even, even a small, a small bit, that's, uh, th- that's definitely a place just worth the 20, 30 minutes to go walk through. And if you like them a lot, you'll really enjoy it. If it's just something that's like, oh, this is kind of cool. Um, it, man, I cannot say how cool it is. It's such, like, I'm so glad that I got to go there, and I will be back. I will be going there multiple times because it's so interesting to me. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much, I think I've decided to make up my mind. Like, next time I see, a, you know, a Matt Bottle Revolver, I think I'm just going to have to jump on it because the price on those things is only going to go up. And they've, hell, I've already seen them double in value. So if anybody out there sees the Matpa Auto Revolver, or as properly known, the, the Matpa Unicon 6, uh, let me know. I might I might own that up. Especially if it's like the one that's, you know, in 454 or 44. I think the 387 ones are the common ones. Yeah, but the, the problem is such, the problem with them is they don't work as well. You have to like, you have to put like super, super hot loads into them to make them uh, rotate. Right. Actually, from what I understand, the, the 44 are the ones that work the best because the problem with the 454 is sometimes it's it'll be too hot and it'll rotate two times uh, and you know i'm sure they're probably not the most functional or best but i just want one because it's weird well i mean dude i think this the collectability thing is part of what's so freaking cool about some of this stuff i mean and i guarantee you if you get to make your vacation trip like you want we will go to this store. oh yeah i, I think we definitely have need a, to do that yeah you'll you'll get a giant heart on because it's that same i've already got a giant heart on but it may or may not be unrelated to the story. Aw. I said may or may not. You you listeners will have to decide on what my heart on is based on. Is it based on the story? Is it based on Cody's arm flab that I can see? Is it, is it based on how sexy our listeners are? Is it is it based on someone special and you know who you are? That's right, Denise. He's fully erect waiting on you, but you were already aware of that. <laughs> And she is aware of her her own fluid levels about it too. I have a hard, have a hard time thinking that a uh, yes, like so, like a female gets 
turned on by an erection. I just, I don't believe that's a thing. You don't think so? Ladies out I, there, let us know if you see an erect member. D- does it make any part of you get erect? Well, I'm going to consult Google right now to find out, so I'm gonna, I'll am gonna let you know. Just, just... <laughs> what, you're, what are you going to Google? Do women get aroused by, uh, by throbbing rods? Uh, I can. I was going to put by hot cocks, but throbbing rods works. <laughs> Maybe you should just write erections, because otherwise you're just going to get porn. Uh. Engorged phalluses. Does anyone else find that more, more, you know, correct lingo is actually way dirtier than any any of the dirtiest slang? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Maybe with it's just that. because I get I get you know turned on by science. I don't know. Well, I, the the first one that came up was a Reddit, which is only the most reliable of sources. Oh yes, it's basically legitimized 4chan, so it can't be wrong. <laughs> that is a great way to put that. It, it is. I mean, really, come on, guys. Don't worry, your research time will be cut out. It'll it'll make this look like we're amazingly fast at uh, at at finding out answers to life's hardest of problems. Pun intended. Uh, other than a few, what, what which by my intense research, which by intense research I mean my quick thumbing through. Um, Sweat slower. It what it appears is as I go down on the scroll page on the touchpad of my of my smartphone. Um, it would seem as though the consensus is that women find men's penises just that, like floppy salamis, and they don't do much um, for them. Um, and then there's a few that are like so obviously, obviously not written by a chick. Um, for instance, I find them very attractive. I love knowing that that what's that I'm what's making them hard and making them come. I love to watch them transform, especially when they're growers. I like I like to watch them after after the finale and and su- and suck them until they return to their original <laughs> states. I'm fascinated by penises, and I love to I love to look at pictures of them on the internet. I have a very hard time believing a girl wrote that. Do you? How hard of a time do you have? Um, here's another gem. A rock-hard erection? Oh, that's so hot. But, but the only flaccid peanut that still turns me on is my boyfriend's. It's at eight inches. It almost touches his knee. <laughs> I, I think that's Jim, her boyfriend, writing that. Uh, like, it, inches, it almost touches his knee. He's actually got very short legs. The man himself is only five foot seven. <laughs> That's what I was sitting there thinking. Is like, so either he like is cursed with dwarfism, like he has is affected by dwarfism, or like he's just got really stubby legs. Um, uh, God, it's. I'll see if I can find any other winners in here. There's a lot of like, no, no, not really, not not so much, no. And then it's like, oh, there's nothing hotter than a penis, whether it's. Whether it's hard or soft, all I can ever think when I see a penis is how bad I want it in my mouth. There is no way a chick wrote that. I mean, I'm sure there's got to be ones that are turned on by... I mean, because why else would they... Are, is, is that, are they the why would they all just people? be lesbians? Is it is it the same group of people that are turned on by parades and things? Um, like the magazine? No, like the, like, you know, Shriners in their little car and all that. Uh, maybe? 
Oh, yeah, that's right. That was a thing we did once. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I was wondering if we were going to do the entire thing over again there for a second. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's the same people that sit there and jerk off to Snoopy. Yes. Yes. Okay. There we go. But, you know, that that joke actually started out in a really dark place. I don't know if you remember. Because <laughs> it, it started out as, like, pedophile. It was the best place for pedophiles to, 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 to abduct children. And then we realized how dark it was. <laughs> It turned it into people that jerk off to, 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 to parades. Well, I would continue researching, but... Eh. You're so erect now, you're turning yourself on? Oh my god, like... Well, I mean, flaccid, it was basically touching my knee, so... No, oh, yeah. Which I did some quick measurement there. So, if my leg... <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious here, because I saw you go for a tape measure. <laughs> So I was really curious what you were doing. Yeah. So, if, <laughs> if measuring <laughs> to my knee currently is, you know, in this very loose measurement, is 15 inches. So, if my knee was 8 inches away, <laughs> and if we continue this proportion, <laughs> I, I think that should make me almost like a, a foot shorter, like foot and a half shorter. <laughs> Just in leg? <laughs> and presuming the rest of the body is proportional to this? So he's like four foot tall? Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's like basically like something like four, four and a half. I mean, he's not breaking five feet. Let's put it this way. That's right, ladies. If you want a man with a huge slong, go for a short guy. But and see, then that's the thing is, you know, I can see where, you know, I, you know, not only would she be impressed with eight inches, but but in comparison to that, <sighs> Cody, that'd be like if you had something like a a fifteen inch penis. <laughs> that's what it would look like. Uh, and then imagine if he trimmed the hedges. Oh God! He would get an extra inch. And you know, if you like, yeah. if you if you kind of just compress the the area around it a little bit, you know, if you kind of like suck in a little bit around, then make make sure to fluff beforehand. You could easily trick her into thinking you have like, well, proportionally a sixteen inch penis. <laughs> You know, and then depending on the barometric pressure and what hemisphere you're in, I mean, that oh, yeah. could easily be squeezed into 18, 19, maybe even 20. Yeah, but but in actuality, we're only talking, uh, you know, a 10-inch penis. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was said for, for width, either. Oh, I was just assuming that was all of it. It was 8 inches long and 8 inches wide. <laughs> it was like a dinner plate in his pants? Yeah, yeah, like, you know, not, you know, it was the eating kind of plate. Like, literally. <laughs> Well, there you go, listeners. First penis joke of the of the new year. Stay tuned. Did you enjoy that? Did that? Did, did that you yearning from? Did, would tell you, us you all about it in the comments. If you love hearing about our penises or others' penises, you let us know, and you will hear all about them. We also would like all of our uh, female listeners to tell us about your pussies. Tell, show us what's inside your box. You really be, will be thinking outside of the box saying shit like that to him. Let us know all about your clitoris. <laughs> I'm done. Really, what's fun of it is, 
if you don't remember, actually, you probably don't because I think that's an episode that hasn't released yet. But it might have released by the time you hear this. I Stay tuned. <laughs> News from the past in the future. Yes. yes. Which is the first time that's happened in, in the third year of board shenanigans. I am on the Shore Super 55 Deluxe. The quick synopsis is, think of what an old-time radio looks like. That's it. It's the most visually awesome microphone for an audio-only medium. <laughs> and- <laughs> oh, God! Our lives are under hey. attack! Hey. There's a burglar! <laughs> They're hey, here for quit. your penis. See? Are you in heaven, Cody? I, I see a lack of chairs and I hear dogs. I don't know. I have no idea why the dog is barking. Shecky? Oh. <laughs> she just started barking randomly. See, this is why I don't like dogs. They do that. They come in, they interrupt everything. Jesus Christ. She was just sitting there, and they just went nuts. Over these nuts. You know, I want to put, a part of me wants to put a save point in that and talk about that whole thing, and the other part of me is like, nah. No, no, no! Why? Why would this all happen? Why would this happen? Now we have to remove this again! Why? Why, <laughs> why, why? Welcome back from the next edit point. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, did you see that the Bank of Canada has got upset about people spocking their money? No, even though you sent me a link to it. Spocking their money, you ask? What does that mean? Well, quite simple, Brewer and listeners, even though you didn't ask, I'm going to tell you. Uh, so apparently the Bank of Canada is in an uproar, an absolute uproar, like belligerently uproarious about it. Because people have decided that on their monetary notes that I thought this link would have opened by now. They're, they're loonies and they're toonies? They're $5 note. They're $5 bill. Uh, all I know is this link, loonies and toonies, which I'm not exactly sure what those actually reference to. But but apparently the, uh, what, the uh, picture on there of Wilfrid Laurel, who was the prime minister from 1896 to 1911, is... Uh, Similar enough looking to Leonard Nimoy's portrayal of Spock that it can be vulcanized. Ah! And it could be, it could be made into a form of rubber that'll function more, more effectively than a natural synth- form, right? That, that too, but it can also be made to look like a fictional alien race. Ah! Um, but, um, so they have officially, I guess, I guess since, uh, Leonard Nimoy's passing, people have decided to pay tribute to him. In in Canada, in you know the most necessary of ways, the most Canadian. And the Bank of Can- and the Bank Bank of Can- Canada is like you know apparently hey it's become such a problem. Like, do you mind? Um, maybe now we really speak? appreciate you know Leonard Nimoy. He's actually our favorite person in the entire world. Ooh, but you're also great. Um, and and you as well. Um. But could you please, like, maybe refresh? I mean, you don't have to actually stop, but if you did, it well, it would be quite polite. Even though I realize it's not that polite, us kind of coming to you and asking this. So we're in a really weird predicament here of what is the greater polite, um, which I feel is something that that uh, Leonard Nimoy always tried to embody—the greater polite. So, um. 
I think that it would be in everyone's best interest if you, you know, maybe if everyone only did it once, like if only one person, like if everyone did it, just did it once and that was good, like they showed their respect, they did it to one and then um, left it alone. Is that kind of like what happened? I think so. I, I, I think it was, you know, <clears throat> I think it was one of those things where it's like, you know, it'd be really nice if these people would stop. So, um, you know. Yeah. Please do. It, it's, per- it's perfectly legal in Canada, though. It's not against the law. So you know, at least at least you know, in a country where you can graffiti graffiti their money all you want, you know, it's not, nothing nothing wrong with it. But uh, it would be you know, it was very much it was very much a you know, please please just if you don't mind. And uh, so apparently they don't you know they're they're being spocked and they don't want to live long and prosper. Yeah, I I guess that's good to know that uh, Canadians are still doing this. I mean, I know this was a big deal before, but I'm glad to know that's still been going on. That like that all all the fives are now space fives, but that that's good. Uh, Well, I mean, what better way to show your respect is you know than evolving past your need of money. um, I mean, this is something I I found one in my wallet where I did this. This is something I like to do um, to my money, which is as you see, I have marked out the in God we trust. Oh, nice. Um, that's my little thing. You know, it really shouldn't be on there in the first place, you know, whole whole, whole First Amendment and all. Um, well, uh, I know for the longest time, and I mean the longest time, I put your phone number and for a good time call on money to the point where you said you never got a call when I was, and I got frustrated with it. I believe the actual term was, was beast cock and my no phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe it was just that simple. That was, yeah, no, you're right. That was what it was. That's where the term beast cock came from. Got, got, got into our local lex- lexicon. So, if you would like, so at board shenanigans, if you'd like to spock some money, or if you'd like to write a friend's a friend's name with their preferred genitalia, no, just write beast uh, cock no matter what. Cause yeah, you, right, right. Just either exclamation mark or question mark. Um, or I both. That, I, find, I find that it's better if you uh, do it on a on a president a president or really public figure on money whose last name was Johnson, but um, Woodworks. You know, uh, cock. You know, cock works. Woodcock works. Um, are, are there a lot of presidential presidents known as you know Alfred Woodcock? <laughs> um, apparently, Madison was telling me that there's a, uh, a a test or I don't know something. She because she's been going through the the gamut of orientation before she starts starts her classes and. Now I would her, assume uh, she would have figured that out before she got married. Yeah. But um, she she's been going through the gamut, and there's I guess some I don't know if it's a, a test or a style of teaching. I honestly don't. I didn't really get that part. But apparently, there's like the Woodcock Johnson Association or something. Oh yes, Woodcock she, Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I want to do something with this, but I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Are you aware of this? No. Hey, you down there. Are you looking for a new method of oral examination? Why don't you try the Woodcock-Johnson approach? A firm grasp on, on the methods shall lead you to the, the most copious of rewards. That's right. We know, we know that as Americans, we've been sliding down the, down the big hairy pole. <laughs> You're going right on the nose with this, man. It's supposed to be subtext. <laughs> I think they all understand now. 
yeah, I, I think, much. yeah, we'll just, uh, yeah. Which, uh, speaking of Hey You down there, um, yes. We had to do, like, I had the safety orientation video at my new job, and it was. Did you dance? It, it was a Hey You down there away from being a Hey You down there. Um, it was so very close. I actually thought it was going to be for a while because, you know, you know, safety's a full-time job, and, uh, <laughs> like, safety doesn't, <laughs> safety never takes a break in the workplace, you know. <laughs> There's cautions and precautions, you know. Here's the five-step program between the two. I actually really, I tried very hard to look it up to see if I could show it to you and we could uh. riff on it, but unfortunately I could not find, because... You know, but however, I am willing to. You know, if anybody has a safety video or an orientation video that they'd like to send to us, we will gladly riff on it. Oh yes, that'd be that'd be glorious. I mean, we could just redub it for that matter, even, and put it on the YouTube's or something. Oh, that's an amazing concept, sir. It might just be, or we can just make our own safety video. We we, we can make a safety get... video if we want to. We can leave other videos behind. I mean, because if your if friends aren't safe, and if they're not safe, well, they're no friends of mine. Which, how is that, like, at least an instrumental version of that song, not in a safety orientation video? You would hope that someone would be coy enough to do that, huh? I think the people that have to do those, though, are probably, like, so beaten down by having the most soulless job of all time that they just, you know, they're like, eh. I, I vaguely remember hearing about someone that writes, like, the the Eulas for things that would slip in really funny sentences. So I think there are people out there that do that, but but sadly we no one ever looks at this stuff, so no one ever knows. Right? Yeah. There's like the one like there's just the people that like the one guy that'll ever catch it, and it sure as hell wasn't the editor because he didn't care. Oh yeah, I mean why would he? Speaking of books, speaking of fantasy things that we really wish were things, um, and speaking of the loosest segues possible, um, one thing I've been doing to pass the time at work. Is I've actually been watching people play D and D. It's actually quite enjoyable because it's really just someone telling a story to you, but no one actually knows what's going to happen in the story, and it's it's quite amazing. Um, I guess it really was the logical conclusion of you know listening to fiction based podcasts. I first started out with uh, Will Wheaton has one, which you will know as you know that n- nerdy guy with a beard, but he was also you know Wesley Cresser on Next Generation. Don't forget. And uh, he he does one on uh, Felicia Day's channel, Geek and Sundry. It's Titan's Grave, which is overly well-produced. And it's him and, like, four other people doing this one. It's really just him, like, kind of monologuing situations to him. And it's quite amazing. And everyone else involved is a voice actor on probably something you've heard. Pretty enjoyable. It's more of a looser-based one, more, more built on character design and, and story than actual, you know, other things. The other one is they're actually just playing the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. It's it's literally nine voiceover artists doing, you know, D&D, which, which of course they do in their character. Well, yeah. <laughs> which is what all also is amazing what also is amazing is when one of them's missing they could just riff on that person then because that's what they do and you know there's people that have been on like the the new marvel that they're, they're like you know regulars on the new marvel um animated series they've you know done like voiceovers on like the witcher and dragon age and stuff like that final fantasy um and it's it's very very enjoyable and it just starts, that one just kind of starts right in the middle of one because they've been doing this for like two years. And they're all overly attractive, so the ladies too. So if you just want to see attractive nerds, and, and not like regular nerds, like serious nerds because they're, they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. 
Once you go Dungeons and Dragons, you never go back. Exactly, yeah. So, and, and they all look better than you. It, I wish they were our listeners. Yeah, that was a thanks for listening. Fuck you. Yeah. That was definitely what that was. I know. It's like, why are you guys voice voiceover artists? Like, why are why are you doing voice? Why are you only doing voices? Get out there and show cleavage, ladies too. Yeah. So uh, that's what I suggest. That's called Critical Role. That one that's still ongoing and it is amazing. So has it has it tempted you to get out the seven-sided dice or whatever and You know, I mean, I've always thought it'd be a thing I'd probably do, I would do if you had like a group to do it with. And then the question is, you know, Who's who's going to be the dungeon master? Are you going to use a pre-written book? Are you going to do your own story? Which I feel you'd almost have to do your own story. And I mean, I get part of me thinks I could probably be the dungeon master. You know, the guy telling the story and making up all the events. But then you like, I, I guess what it really boils down to what what do you find more fun? You know, crafting a world and and, and or 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 living in it. So you know, I I'm sure Cody, you'd you'd be down on this if we were in the same place. I actually was very kind of like meh on Dungeons and Dragons for a long time, and honestly, kind of probably to my own chagrin because I can imagine I probably would have enjoyed that a lot more than I would have enjoyed playing poker. Um, yeah, we probably could have done that, huh? Um, the nerdiest trailer of all time. Do you say? No, I don't know. I feel a lot of nerd nerdy things have happened in trailers, especially in that one. There were a lot of nerdy things. Yes, some sexy things though, like people's oh, pants I mean, tasting like hot chocolate. <laughs> Oh, chat it. <laughs> you st- you stoned loon, you. I I know I know because Matt played played a lot of it, and he he told me like, man, I you know honestly you'd love it because you just here's a fiction world either created or play it in somebody else's. He's like, there's you know there's nothing bad about it. You would love it, and it's one of those things like I kind of wish I'd have given that a better sh- a better shake than I did. It's almost like a podcast. There's there's slightly visual elements to it, and. I can glance over at it occasionally while while doing all this crazy crap work. I guess you really couldn't do that, Cody. Uh, you you might die. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see me being able to just like, oh hey, uh, don't mind me. I'm watching him play Dungeons and Dragons. I don't think that'd work really well. <laughs> can't do that. You can't just like strap it to your arm as you're like putting tab A into slot B or whatever it is you do. Rerouting nah. rerouting power through the secondary you know junctions, crawling around in Jeffrey's tubes. Nope, that's not a thing I can do. Ah, well, your loss. You chose the wrong line of work. <laughs> you asked that in the job interview. <laughs> um, now, I like to watch Dungeons and Dragon videos while I work. Is that doable here? No, no one up here has yet noticed that's what I'm doing. So, which I, I know the minute they do, it'll be, they'll be like, "What the hell? What? Like, what are you watching?" And then trying to explain that you're watching somebody else play a game. I know I've had a lot of difficulty when watching Let's Play trying to explain that to other people. Yeah, because that's gonna be that would be really complicated. Like, you're you're watching people play Dungeons and Dragons. Is that nerdier than actually doing it yourself? Yeah, trying to explain the Let's Play. Um, I think it was probably to my wife, but I don't know. Um. Because I think I was, I, I probably was watching a Final Fantasy, but I, I honestly don't remember what I was even watching a Let's Play of. Yeah, it's trying to explain to Madison that she's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Oh, I'm watching the Let's Play of it." Like, but you're not gonna, pl- you're not playing it. I was like, "No, I just want to watch the Let's Play of it." And, like, I don't know, have like, time to play it myself. Like, che- like, like, just check it out, you know. Just, but you're not gonna play it. I was like, "Well, yeah, I will, but you know, probably." But I just want to watch. I just want to watch other people play it. And then she was like, oh, okay. and she was like, oh, that's so weird that you're just going to do that. But the harder one to well, explain. The question is like, do you want to act? 
It's like, well, no. I'm like, so why are you watching this movie? You know, it's almost the same question, isn't it? Why are you well, reading um, that book? Do you want to be a writer? Well, no. I just like to read books. Well, why are you? I don't understand. Why are you reading that book? Well, the uh, the the harder one I had to explain I had to explain to her was whenever I bought Street Fighter Four and I was watching like the breakdown of characters and you know I was watching them like talk through every character's strengths and weaknesses you know blah 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 because I was I hadn't played Street Fighter in a long time and. So I was like trying to, you know, because I knew they'd rebalance the system and change a bunch of shit up. So I was like, oh, okay, I just want to watch this. And it was like, oh, I don't know. It probably took me three days to watch all of them because, you know, every character was like really in depth. And she's like, you know, because she's like, what are you watching? I was like, oh, this thing on Street Fighter 4. She's like, well, what is it? And I was like, oh, I unplugged it and I'll like let her listen to it for a bit. And she's like, wait a minute. So all they're doing is talking about playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, yeah, I mean, like, so yeah, these, like, the, the, these D&D videos are, like, three, four hours long each, you know? Right. It's, they're like, yeah, this is short for us. We used to play, like, you know, eight hours a day, but we didn't think we could do that here. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's quite a, it's an interesting thing. I would suggest people, you know, maybe find something like that. Is there, is there something that you've always wanted to do, but don't have the time to, or don't know the people to do it with? I bet there's somebody out there that, that, that actually almost as a job does this game as, as, and then has like, hey, I can play the game version of my work that I'm really good at. Because that, and you know, that's the interesting thing is like you're like almost you know like these these people you've heard or, or heard about and they're like hey I actually get to see what they're really legitimately like you know because you can almost imagine like well what character are they play I bet that's the kind of character they like to act right it's like having a TV show made up for you right there it's it would be like having I guess Supernatural made up for you right in front of you I never actually watched Supernatural but I keep hearing it's amazing uh we got into it and then kind of just fell back out of it not really from anything other than just didn't have the time. Like, yeah, I liked it, but, you know, I actually, I kind of think my, I think it was about the time that Twilight Zone wound up being put, like, all of Twilight Zone wound up being put back on Netflix, and I mean, you know, Supernatural can be whatever, but it's not Twilight Zone. Yeah, I, I keep hearing it's amazing, though, I, I think I'm getting, I, I, I might be slightly annoyed at it, because I bet it also has beaten Stargate by now for a number of episodes, because I know they're in their 11th season, and it's still going, and you know, I, I'm already angry at Smallville, so... And I'm actually also angry at Siffy, because it's really their fault, but... I lash out at everybody. What did Smallville do to piss you off? I didn't ever know you cared. Well, it, it has, like, two more episodes than, than Stargate. Oh. And, and and then became the longest-running sci-fi TV show. I'm sorry, dear. I know, it, it really angers me. And really, I don't know if I care about young Superman that much. I, I don't. Wait, would you like to watch, would you like to watch, like, young Han Solo get into trouble with peanut butter or something? No. <laughs> and then you'd be questioning, you know, like, oh, were you the one that opened the jar first? Or did someone open the jar on you? And, yeah. I'm really enjoying the show that Sci-Fi has just put on, though, or Siffy, I guess. Uh, Killjoys. It's pretty amazing. It's. I think it's really like. Let's, let's see if we can capture some of the magic of Guardians of the Galaxy. I think is what it's a bit. So it's space bounty hunters on a on a funny ship. But it's not like Farscape. There's no there's no crazy colored people or people that are trees or anything. I, I know one thing that I'm actually getting more and more excited about. The more I'm seeing it, is I I kind of think I'm gonna really you know drink the Kool Aid on this uh, Suicide Squad movie. Are you? Yeah. I don't know. I was already turned off just by the initial promo pictures. Yeah, but then the trailer kind of got me, and then, like, you know, I guess I'm sort of kind of excited to see Will Smith play a bad guy a little bit, honestly. And I, I don't know. I just, 
and honestly, the biggest thing that kind of turned me around on it was the guy who directed Fury is the guy that's directing this movie. And if you haven't heard me talk about how awesome Fury is on this podcast, it's an awesome movie. Yeah. So I kind of think that it might be interesting. I mean, I don't know. I don't um, know if I'm going to go out of my way to watch it. I, I think I'm going to. I really do. I just think it looks like something I want to do. I don't know. It's like they just already burnt me out just seeing pictures of it and like the hype about it just kind of burnt me out already. I know I care way more about it than I do about Batman versus Superman. Yeah, I don't care about that either. You know, I didn't care at all about like the these new Superman at all. Just like I saw commercials for him like meh. And then like I heard reviews about it and I'm like, "Oh, I'm so glad I didn't see this." It wasn't bad. It just wasn't Superman. <laughs> and I don't like Superman, so. There was no giant polar bears getting razzled, no giant spider to fight. I actually kind of thought the Superman Returns was better. In a lot of ways than the newest ones that are coming out. I don't know, and I, I'm sorry. There's the willful destruction of buildings for for the sake of cinema gore. Well, that it's been done. We've already know this. We've seen you blowing your CG loads all over the screen. We get it. Well, that and I just I don't know that I care about seeing Ben Affleck as Batman. I just I don't know that I care. I know. Yeah, that everyone knows just... he's Daredevil. Well, and then I know that Jesse Eisenberg is Lex Luger. Luger I just think is Luther. Is a uh, Lex Luger is a totally different character. That's a that's a pro wrestler. Oh, but, so he um, sounds slightly more interesting to me. <laughs> but like his Lex Lex Luthor, I think that's just a horrible casting decision, and I don't know. I'm just not that into it. Mm. I the only thing so far I'm just angry at myself for not seeing, especially in theaters, is is the new Mad Max. That's the only thing so far I've been like angry. God, about. I want to I want to check that out. Yeah. Cause, oh God, I, I I I hear people just immediately come when they watch it. Apparently they're like talking about doing like spinoffs with the Charlie Theron's character. Really, I don't know why I didn't. I mean, I wanted to see it when I saw trailers. Oh fuck, I don't know what happened. It's one of those things that kind of gets by on you. Yeah, it's one of those. It's, speaking of things that pretty much get by on you, I, I think we're about out of time on this episode. We just might be. We just might be out of time. So, Brewer, do you have any good words to leave our illustrious listening audience with as we, as you, and met, let them be good ones, because this is our first good words of this recording year. Oh, that's a very good point, isn't it? I'll have to make sure that something is, something tasty is placed in this slot right here. Something, something that'll bring joy and thought to all the little girls and boys out there listening to this episode in post, because I'm already doing a lot of editing anyways. Amen. Good God, what are you doing? Put that down. Try something with more protein. BSPodcast.us Or Facebook.com slash Shenanigans or on our iTunes feed. Also, Stitcher. Now, why did I have my top off for this? Uh, I, well, I thought I found something and I didn't. Well, well, fuck you! Well, I don't appreciate that tone. Would you prefer this tone? You sound like the creepy guy that like would answer the door in the old horror movies. What if that's what I was going for? Actually, I I assumed it was some sort of effeminate Colonel Clink, but <laughs> you know now I see that <laughs> in more than one way of the way that Colonel Clink might have been a bit effeminate on his own. Well, I have my insult for you. <laughs> I'm an effeminate Colonel Clink. Really, that's exactly what it's gonna be. <laughs>